Michael? Yeah, so I guess the Bucks decided to go to the we're going to keep the band together route, which it's not bad, but when you look at the contracts that Chris Milton and God dang, Brooke Lopez just got, it's just like, I mean, all right. Brooke Lopez isn't terrible, which four years, 52 million, it's not bad. During the regular season, 13 points, maybe like six rebounds, five, just thinking. I think it was more like maybe like 12 or five or something like that. He's a decent player. My problem with all this is Chris Middleton's market, I don't think it was like it was as much money as he got. He got. Um, you play a dangerous game when you overpay somebody, especially like Chris Middleton. Uh, five years, $178 million is steep, to say the least. Uh, I think it said, what, second? Well, highest contract from a second round ever, and then, what, third most all-time? Yeah, third, it's, the, it's the third biggest contract of all time and the most by second round. Second round yeah. Pick. All right, so, yeah. What? For Chris Middleton, bro? It, yeah. It's not a <laughs> – it, it's just like – they didn't have to do that. It's, it's, okay. They didn't have to do that. Chris Middleton is a great third player for uh, – yeah, I'll say third player. Third player on uh, Eastern Conference – Finals or uh, maybe a final scene as your second bro, but as your second option, Chris Middleton is the equivalent of like 2007 Kings Kevin Martin. You're gonna get the production of points out of him, you're gonna get decent basketball IQ, but he's not ever gonna break the bank. He's not ever gonna, I mean, yes, he was an all star and Kevin Martin was an all star too, but they're not ever gonna be all NBA players. A lot of people trade the East though for him to be an all star, very true. And now the East is loaded. All stars, just KD's here now. Like yeah. it's, it's different, bro. It's different. You can't do what you just did and get the same type of recognition, whatever it is. Expect the same results. The Bucks, they had a opportunity to really upgrade their roster, get Giannis the guys he needs to to make a finals run. Because I'm not going to say because first of all, Giannis is not even near what his prime will be. Because when he gets to his prime, when he finally gets that shot, it's going to be crazy. But these are his youth years, and this is where he's hot right now. He just won MVP. You capitalize on your MVP by getting him the best players you can possible. And maybe maybe the Bucks think that's Chris Middleton, but, bro, you had the chance to sign other players, get depth, get guys, you know, that can actually shoot when they need to shoot and make the shots, help out Giannis, relieve the load a little bit, get another 20-point score that's not Chris Middleton. I don't know. It's just – for that amount of money and for the market that's out there and what they could have done, I just feel like they overpaid and they kind of just settled with what they had and they could have done so, so much more. So I'm kind of I'm kind of upset by it, but it's not necessarily bad because it is Chris Milton. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but he's already 27. This is probably the last – he's going into his prime, if not in his prime. This is the last contract he's going to have. So after this, it's like, what's your return on it? What are you getting out of this? Unless you flip it at the end of this contract, what are you really getting out of it? It just seems like they settled, and that's my biggest problem with it. Yeah, Rob, uh, what are, what are your thoughts on on these deals? Uh, I like Brook Lopez to be the all man out, but I really do like Brook Lopez. He's a solid rim defender, quick feet, and the boy that man can shoot. When I've seen that man in person multiple times. That man can definitely shoot that rock. So it's a, a big man, seven feet, that's placing the floor, protecting the rim. That's not bad to have on your team. Now with this Chris Middleton, man, I like first of all I like Brogdon the brother. And he's only I think I think he's in his third, fourth year in the league. So he's yeah. Very young, very young, one rookie of the year, solid he's a 40, 50, 90 guy. Yeah. And, and they was really missing him throughout the whole playoffs because he's a guy that can lock not really lock down, but contain your best players. So I really think that was dumb. Really, really, really dumb by letting them go first. And then just they just overpaid. Like they were scared to lose him to the Knicks. Like I'm quite sure he would have said no to the Knicks and just got a, a lesser deal with them guys. I really think they should have went, went after a playmaker, point guard wise, or just play point guard wise or playmaker for help Giannis out, or just space, or getting a good bench players for their team, upgrading their bench because that was the big problem with them when Giannis went out. It just, the offense just looked terrible. But that's a lot. That happens a lot with superstars coming out of the game. So. I agree with Michael, most of his statements, just settling. It was just like they just said they're going to resign him, and that's it. They haven't seen any more moves since, and they lost Meritage. So it's just like you have to get better each and every year in the NBA, or you're going to get worse. Yeah, uh, 
and that's where I'm coming from. I, I, I love the Brooke Lopez deal. It's, it's not a crazy deal. Um, he it's showed his million in the NBA is nothing out there. Yeah, he showed his worth. Um, but being able to stretch the floor, if Brooke Lopez wasn't there and they had another big that couldn't space the floor, that Bucks that Bucks team is terrible because nobody can shoot the three. Giannis, he's working on his three, but he's nowhere close to being consistent and people ha- actually having to respect him. So I like that deal. I don't want to sound like a broken record since we've all said this, but. $178 million for Chris oh, Middleton. Oh, our Eagle Dollar just got traded to the Grizzlies, fool. To the... <laughs> <laughs> who they did on Barry? Oh, no. Golden but who they did on Barry? They sent that man Grizzlies. to the sticks, oh! bro. Warriors are sending a 2024 oh, first-round pick. A 2024? 2025 and 2026, all unprotected, it looks like. But like, Oh, my bro. God. So they're going to get that. They're going to get that pick. Oh, he's off. Bro, oh, he's they, gone. Oh, he's gone for the bro. Bro, that's what you get from with Charlemagne, bro. That's what you with Charlemagne. That's what Charlemagne. to the Grizzlies. Man, he wanted to sell a book, and now he's Angela gone from Yee, Golden bro. State. Man. He, that, and he, he got enough money. He's a little crazy. He's not he, he playing for the Grizzlies, though. He's gone. He's not. He's definitely gone to Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to buy. They're, they're, they're buy. What if, wait, can you get bought out, and then he signs, like, a vet men back with the – I mean, I don't, I don't that's know. Janky. <laughs> I mean, he can get brought. He can get brought out. Yeah, he's probably. Yeah, he's gonna get. They're probably gonna buy him up. He'll lose some money though, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Damn, this is hey, this is fun. This is fun I love recording. this league. Right? <laughs> this is fun recording a podcast when news is breaking like this, dog. Uh, what, was, what was I even talking about? Yeah, oh yeah, I was talking about um, uh, Chris Middleton. One hundred and seventy-eight million when Brogdon got eighty-five. I don't think the Bucks watched the same playoffs we did. Because after watching what Chris Middleton did in the playoffs, he was a non-factor, uh, couldn't really create his own shot, didn't have like the ability to, uh, didn't have the ability to go ahead and help with the spacing on the floor. I like Brogdon because, like you said, Brogdon is a good three-point shooter. He helps you space. He can handle the ball, get to the line, and if he gets to the line, he's going to shoot very well um, f- from the line. So I don't really understand it. Um, these big contracts are starting to get. Kind of crazy to me. Uh, I've seen it with my own team with John Wall, where he's getting what forty-seven million in his last year in twenty twenty-two, twenty twenty-three. We saw Dame earlier today getting about like forty-eight, forty-nine million a year. So these contracts are getting up there. Hopefully, he produces uh, with it. I doubt that works in the way that the Bucks are going. If they don't win these next couple of years, they could lose Giannis, and then Middleton is the only piece you have, and you're back to back to square one there. So. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be very very interesting. Uh, this is it's just like it, it's, I feel like we're all knocking him down, but like he's like answer, he's not bad. It's just he's not he's, of, he's not bad. It's just just a, that a, amount of money. Point, it's that's, like, just, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's, it's just a gross. It's, it's a waste. Thing, like, it's the same thing. Well, I don't for a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all star caliber MVP type player money. You don't yeah. pay that for. You don't pay that for a role player. Yeah, for sure. He's getting more money than Kyrie Irving. He's getting more I, money I than like Jimmy Butler. He was that type of all star that like that just makes it because it's like just that year. Like he's not about to be. He's not. I feel imagine, like imagine not going after him and trying to get a Jimmy Butler. How you know what I'm saying? Like something yeah. like that. Like you get Giannis and Jimmy on the wing. Come on, bro. Yeah, like I, something. I, I don't know. I, I think there's there's a lot of there's just a lot of like. You were here with this team. You worked. You grind. You grind. So we're gonna pay you. We're gonna give you our money. We want you to stay here. And I don't think teams are very like reasonable. And I, I guess that's that's. But at the same time, like you get the situation where teams are looking like the Boston Celtics with Danny Ainge uh, trading it. They're like after his sister died after he gave all of it, and Danny Ainge looks like the bad man now. But hey, you gotta look at it like a business. And for you, business wise, I would have rather I would have rather had Tobias Harris on his deal than have Chris Middleton on his one hundred and seventy eight yeah. million. So. It's it's tough. It's definitely tough. Um, with well, something small, Robin Lopez is with the Bucks now, so they together. So uh, the twin twin brothers are are playing together. So uh, Lopez, yeah. Lopez starting and Lopez coming off the bench. Uh, moving mm-hmm. on down the list, Kemba <laughs> Walker is now a Boston Celtic. Um, the Celtics have moved on from Kyrie Irving, obviously. So now it's a, a core of Kemba, Jason Tatum. Uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Brown. They don't really have a center right now, except for like Robert. Robert that's they Williams. Come get, that's they come get Capella, man. Come, <laughs> come get them. And trying to get players uh, off the Rockets, but I'll start with you, Michael. What were your thoughts on coming to the Celtics? Um, 
I mean, you know, I, it's Kemba, bro. And with the Celtics, I feel like the best attribute as a team or the base, you know, the thing that makes them run is the fact that they're a young, cohesive, I guess, core. And I think with what Kemba has gone through and the type of player he is, I think he kind of fits that. I think it works more than what Kyrie Irving kind of brought to the table because Kyrie Irving was looking for a chance to be Braun in a new setting. And I don't know if Ainge and Brad Stevens were looking for that out of Kyrie Irving, but I think what they're really looking for, like what they were looking for out of Kyrie Irving is what Kimba is going to bring to the table. Uh, first of all, being actual productive veteran leader is the one thing I feel like Celtics need more than anything. Getting guys like Jason Tatum, who, you know, his rookie year, we were calling him, I mean, I can't say we were all doing that, but he was getting a lot of comparisons to great offensive players of the past and, you know, in their youth and stuff like that. And kind of last year, he kind of took the reserve back role behind Kyrie and it kind of was just like, well, what was going on with Jason Tatum? I don't think he just got the fair shake and a chance. Maybe that's more so just of him and his production, but I think what Kimber brings to the table, it's just like, He'll pass up that last shot to see a guy like Jason Tatum make something happen. Um, and I think more so we're going to see uh, a better Gordon Hayward because of it. Uh, maybe just better team ball out of it. But I think the Celtics, for what they're actually trying to build and what they're trying to do, I think Kimber Walker works there. Uh, so I like it. I actually really like it for them. And- yeah, I love Kimball Walker to the Celtics. Uh, he's not as talented as Kyrie, but I don't really think that's what they needed. Um, I will say he's more team-orientated. Uh, he can. He has the capabilities of hitting clutch shots and taking over for a team. Uh, he's actually made, I don't know how many times, but I have seen him take the Hornets to the playoffs before, and their starting five is atrocious. Uh, so if you put him in a system with the Boston Celtics and he'll be able to move the ball and you know I think he can do stuff like that and then things time when there's money time in the fourth quarter he's capable of hitting shots like Kyrie not as you know how Kyrie does it but he can hit big shots in the fourth quarter he just hasn't been on the stage which Kyrie has been able to do it so I think if he's on that stage like how Kyrie was he'll be able to hit them shots Rob uh, probably maybe a third, fourth seed in the East. I like the move. A little veteran leadership, like all you guys said. He's a poor man's Kyrie, but I mean, his playmaking is not as good. He's going to have to improve on that because Boston has a system where they have to move the ball around. That's all the players were mad about last year, how the ball stuck for Kyrie and there weren't really no movement or no flow within the offense. So he's gonna have to work on that. But overall, it's this is better for the Celtics as a team. Kyrie is gone, fresh start, and hopefully Brad Stevens can make this team work. Yeah, um I don't think we've really got to see how good of a player Kemba is. The last time he really was on a big stage, it was in college at UConn, uh cardiac Kemba taking over an MSG against uh Pitt. It, uh he was crossing him up to hit a game winner in the big east. And we haven't really seen <clears throat> a lot of big moments from him there. Because... Yeah, that, yeah, that Heat series. He was cooking that Heat series. Well, yeah, but that's like a first, a first round. We haven't seen like the like the oh, big, like, that, yeah, that big like under the stars. Like everybody's tuned in uh, to him, and it, it's because he's in Charlotte, where MJ doesn't care about the team. It's there's no construction there, but he's going to a team now where they're going to be on prime time a lot. It's just the Celtics are, um, so we're going to see him a lot. He's going to have – he's going to be a better fit than Kyrie was for that team because he won't like to pass the ball, but he also knows the moments want to take over. He's a good team player. For you to stay in Charlotte for eight years, after everything that's going on, you have to be a good team player. Unlike Kyrie, who – he was upset in uh, Cleveland. Reports came out that he, he wouldn't talk to players, uh, teammates for a month besides on the court. Um, you don't you didn't hear any of that with Kemba in Charlotte. Seem everybody – Excuse me. It seems like everybody loved him there. So I think this is a perfect fit all around. Uh, hopefully Jason Tatum takes that next step and Jalen Brown. Uh, Robert Williams is center currently. Um, they probably need a, another center because uh, Baines is gone and Horford. They're both gone. So it, it's a fun young team. 
I don't think this is what we expected from the Celtics a couple of years, though. If we would have said when that Celtics-Nets deal went down, who would be in a better place in seven years? I think we would have said uh, all said Celtics easily, but that's clearly not the case. That's the NBA for you. Yeah, it's clearly not the case now. The Nets, what we're able to turn it around after getting old Paul Pierce and KGM now have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving uh, on this team. Uh, uh, some smaller moves before we uh, before we get out of here. JJ Redick to uh, the Pelicans. The question I have for this is, can the Pelicans make the NBA playoffs? Am I am I like AC, crazy for AC. saying the Pelicans could probably are probably going to make the playoffs because their team is like very very complete? Uh, Rob, I'll start with you. AC baby, I'm th- I'm thinking AC. I said the JJ Redick move, and then they got uh, I forgot the guy's name, but the guy from uh, the Euro League overseas. They got him too, and they said he was a excellent scorer in the uh, finals they was playing in. And just they got a whole bunch of young talent, and the NBA's fast, and, you know, good system. Alvin Gentry, great coach. So uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking AC man by the scratch of their teeth. AC, if, they, if we if we get that Lakers Pelicans first round, I'm loving it. The drama, I'm loving all of it. It would be beautiful to watch. Michael. Yeah, so I actually love J.J. Redick being on the Pelicans. Uh, there was – people were kind of just, I guess, dismissing the fact that J.J. Redick could actually leave. It was a lot of like, oh, he loves being with the Sixers. His family is there. All that kind of talk. But at the end of the day, with J.J. Redick going there, he's playing the same kind of vet leadership, playing with a young budding star or some stars kind of role. Um, and I think J.J. Redick is perfect for that. He's the perfect kind of NBA journeyman for that. Um, but with the Pelicans – you're seeing a, a situation where they acquired a lot of young talent very, very quickly. Um, I think the thank you, Rob. I think his name's like Nico Melli or something. Yeah, like Nico. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Nico Melli. Uh, of course, we know they got Zion. They got Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart in the trades. Um, and in the draft, of course, they got Zion, but they also got Nikel Alexander Walker. Jackson Hayes is there. They still had Jaleel Okafor, like. There's a lot of holiday, yeah. Yeah, bro. That's an it's AC. Bar none. That's the AFC to me. Look, Maybe look, the seventh look, if they look like the new Clippers. I mean, if that's how you want to say it, yeah. This is honestly, and I just kind of said it, this is what the Lakers would have been projected to be had the the whole D'Angelo Russell thing not gone down. Had mm-hmm. it gone down if, you know, Magic didn't step in and kind of just move them. Well, excuse me, not me saying that. If the Lonzo situation stayed there and they stay with that young core instead of getting LeBron James. This is what I feel like the Lakers team would kinda of look like. Um they probably would have had one more season of being on the bad side, even though they weren't really great last year because of LeBron being hurt and everything. But um this is what I feel like the Lakers would have been and uh, I mean this is not bad at all. This is right Lakers would have started being really, really good again or started playing good basketball and getting right back into the spotlight. So if you're the Pelicans and you're a Pelicans fan, I think you should be excited sure, because you're back in the playoffs this year. Like you yeah, have like a good. It's going to be between the Kings, the Kings, Mavs, and Pelicans for that A spot. Yeah, prime. Oh, and I mean, and I love it. It's just going back to the parody part of things. Like I love it. I love the fact that every team's starting to get competitive for the most part. Again, I mean, there's still some outliers. So I'm looking at you, Suns, but like all the teams are kind of getting back to where they should be as far as competition goes. So I'm excited to see, and I love JJ being on the Pelicans. Yeah, Prime. Uh, do I think they can make the AFC? Yeah. Uh, I still. It just like like I said, it's gonna be them, the Kings. Uh, you still if if the Clippers bring back everybody, that'll be a tough team to get to the eighth uh, AFC as well. Are you you're not? Just, are you counting out Pop? Like you can't count out Pop. Like I don't can't know. take out the Spurs. Uh. If the Lakers are gonna make the playoffs, who are you taking out right now? You know what I'm saying. So it's gonna be hard. I honestly thought the Warriors weren't gonna make the playoffs with just Curry as the scoring option, but now you have D'Angelo Russell. They will make the playoffs. Uh, Spurs. I mean, they have LA. They have uh, Demar Derozan. And pop, you know, he can get to the playoffs with anybody. So, I mean, what I do, I think they can. Yeah, will they? Not really. 
because Zion has to be their best player. Like, that's the only way they're going to make the playoffs is Zion is the best player. And he's going to have to go crazy. I mean, he's going so they can. Game. They can, but I don't think they will. Maybe in a couple years. The, the, it's just too stacked. It's just way too stacked. Because, like I said, the Lakers. It's going to be a big conversation, bro. Yeah. It's like, like the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. So, who are you taking out? The Clippers? Cool. So, what if Kawhi goes to the Clippers? Who are you taking out for the Lakers? OKC? Portland? No. So, like, I don't know. Maybe OKC don't make the playoffs. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's, that's – I don't, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think the Pelicans are making the playoffs this year because, like you said, going through one through eight, Golden State now is going to make the playoffs. Denver, I think, is going to be the one seed. Uh, Portland, they're, I don't know, they're a scrappy team. They'll, they'll find their way in there. Houston is definitely not dropping out. Utah got better. OKC, Paul George has two healthy shoulders. They were, they were a top three team before Paul George got hurt. So I don't know if I can really see him falling now. I never cannot pop. And the Clippers, if they don't get Kawhi, I could see them falling out. But that means the Lakers are coming in, and then yeah, da- so Dallas, like... Dallas, and Pelicans are are right there, like that uh, nine and, and ten. The Kings aren't bad. And the Kings, yeah, yeah, the King... the Kings was right there. They they slumped all toward like, the last few games. They lost, they lost a lot of games, but they yeah. was right there. They was in the mix. Yeah, and and they were able to uh, bring in Trevor Ariza, vet there. So I don't know. The West is got the West is going to be super interesting to see. Uh, what happens there? But I, I don't, I don't know. Unless like an injury happens, I don't really see right now yeah, the Pelicans. Pass is a must this year. Whew, man, the season's gonna be, she's gonna be real fun. Two K twenty crazy. That's all I'm saying. Two K is gonna be crazy. And uh, looking here, Harrison Barnes of the Kings. I don't have any comment on that. Nobody cares. Shout out to D Rose back with the Pistons. Two years, fifteen million. You uh, look like one guy more. What you say? I'm not gonna talk about this dumb thing Philly did with Tobias. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot! I forgot. I, I know we can. I know we can miss that. Oh yeah, we. Oh, Tobias Harris. That you, wasn't that bad. No, you, you, you start off. Start off, Rob. Start look, off with Tobias look, and Al Horford. I'm a Tobias Harris fan, especially when he's with the Clippers. I mean, the man moves slow as hell. It looks like, but the but he can hoop. But first of all, they lost Jimmy Butler. That was dumb. They they like they team they lost to the champions in a game seven bounce off two bounces off the rim. That's what that's what they lost to. And Joel B was hurt. And then he didn't play one game in that series. Am I correct? Right? He didn't play one game in that series. I think it was game three. Or was it or was it the Brooklyn one? I don't know. Jimmy but he was gonna be the man. Right as well. Well. So it's just like, why pay that man that much? Tobias Harris is another guy. He 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 remind me of. We talking about with the Bucks. He's a role player. He's a role player. You don't pay. You don't. You don't give up a max. A max. That type of guy. That type of money. He's not a max guy. I don't understand why they're afraid to lose players like that and save money. You still have Ben Simmons. You still have Jordan B. Okay, you might can, you know, make some up during the trade deadline. Take some picks. Some, you know, some players and make something happen. Or somebody might want to come there. Free agency is not done. Some of the players are already off the market, but they're not done. You can build around them two all stars and make a a great team. You don't like the the Raptors had Kawhi and Lowry, and they had some solid role players. And everybody knew their role. Is that simple? I don't, I don't I don't get it, bro. It's just dumb as hell. <laughs> like for a guy that didn't even show up in the playoffs, I see I see he came up big in the playoffs. Tobias Harris missing everything, especially the Raptors series. Uh, Tobias, hoop. Hoop, man, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't hate the deal. I, I'd rather keep. I don't know. Jimmy Butler for five years at at his max because his max would have been more. Jimmy Butler for that much. I don't know if I would have taken it. I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler guy. Also because of like his um his attitude and stuff like that. It seems like he's a cancer in the locker room. So. I think Tobias Harris. I think he's a, he, Tobias Harris is twenty six. Yeah, he's way younger too. Thir- if he's your third best player, like you're, I mean, you're not doing you're not doing bad. And they still have Zaire Smith from last year, who who was supposed to be a pretty good player. He got hurt, but that's usually what the Sixers do with their first year players. Uh, they get hurt mm-hmm. and then they they come red out their shirt. second year. And, yeah, red shirt and red start shirt. and start playing. So I think that's a fun little team. Uh, Prime, uh, I know you didn't really like the Al Horford move, so can you tell me why? Right. What you thought about? Uh, what you thought about that? 
can somebody tell me how old Al Horford is? 47. Al Horford, all right, 33. Mm. I was in middle school and he was he was playing against young ass LeBron. So hit man. I don't know how old he is, but he's old. I know he's old. All right, so say he's 33. All right, if he's 33, that's what it say. I mean, does Al Horford? Al Horford's gonna bring leadership. He's gonna bring grit. He's the glue guy. He's like a. He's not Draymond Green, but that's the type of player he is. He passes the ball, rebounds, shoots the three. I just don't like him on this team for some reason. Like. Al Horford next to Joel and B and B. I don't really like that. They're all like, big. They got big. Could it fit? Yeah. But like I think Jimmy at the three, Tobias at the four is a lot better. But I mean <laughs> with Joel and B who stays hurt a little bit, he could slide Al Horford could slide to the five whenever uh Joel misses games. So maybe they were looking at that aspect as well. But I think they gave up way too much money for Al Horford. Like, Al Horford career average is like thirteen and six. Like, he's not doing nothing for nobody. <laughs> he's just a good. He's a good glue guy. He plays good defense, and he'll hit some shots. If he worth ninety million, a hundred plus a hundred million, no, I, I just don't like him on that team. But I think he's a he's a good player. I just don't like him on that. They Michael, need wings and guards. They don't need no. Um, I guess just talking about both of the deals you guys just talked about. Um, well, I I kind of want to talk about Tobias Harris deal more. Uh, while maybe the particulars of what Tobias Harris got and everything, maybe it's a little like, and maybe it's just like I mean, you could you kind of just looking at the potential of Tobias Harris. I personally think that. The Sixers made the right move, and I think this puts them in a great place going forward. Uh, Jimmy Butler left. He's gone. So you have to maximize on, well, first of all, you have to get what you can out of that. And they got some decent players out of the Jimmy Butler uh, deal. But you need a person that's going to put the ball in the hoop, and I say this all the time. But if you have a guy that scores over 20 points, you do what you can to kind of keep him. I mean, maybe it's a little contradicting with the Chris Middleton thing, but – on a decent deal, or maybe not being overpaid or grossly overpaid, I'm all for it. So, Tobias Harris, with the production he has and at the age he is, he's still a relatively young player. I feel like this is the perfect time to bring him back and let him work with Joel Embiid, let him work with Ben Simmons, and really just keep going and building the foundation of what they had. Uh, I like it. I don't necessarily hate it. I, I just – I don't know. I, I just – I see what the Sixers are trying to do, and losing Jimmy Butler doesn't necessarily hurt them in a sense. Because I mean, it's not—I don't really think they necessarily needed him anyway. But you got Tobias Harris, and in the at the end of the day, out of all of it, so I think that's a win for them. Rob, what are your thoughts on uh, the Al Horford side of the deal? I mean, when you look at it, he spaces the floor, kind of. So, I mean, I, I guess that's better for them to open up the floor for Ben Simmons because, you know, he still can't shoot. I'm going to give Tobias Harris to him as well. But Tobias at three, Al at the four, and him at the five, the league's not big no more. And yeah. Lats, Lats not going to run small. Run. That's a big front court. And they're yeah. going yeah, to run about this. Like, Ben can't shoot. Al Horst getting old. Jordan beats injury prone. Tobias Harris is some days he's good, some days he's bad. I mean, he was really consistent with the Clippers. I guess he got a. You know, I I guess it's more Brett Brown than it is Tobias Harris. I'm not, I can see yeah, it. I don't think he's that good of a coach. I don't think he should have got fired. Because when he was with, with the Clippers, even though he was the first option with them, he still was shining. And then once he got there, kind of like he dimmed out. And then some games he would have eight, nine shots. Some games he would have 16, 17. Like, we couldn't get into a flow. I think that's the Jimmy Butler effect, though, bro. But I, well, I mean, him, I understand what everybody said. I just think if they would have brought both of them back and just run it back one more time, yeah, but yeah, yeah but Jimmy, Jimmy wanted to be the man. Jimmy wants to be the man, and he wasn't coming back unless he was getting a five-year max deal. There's no way in yeah, hell yeah, I would I'm ever give Jimmy, Jimmy a, a max I deal. I think if you're if your two leading scorers are Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. And you get 16 points from Ben Simmons every night. You get 15 from Al Horford and whatever. Josh, whatever, whatever, that's whatever he puts up. 
That's that's Man. not bad. You, and, I have, and, I have if the Sixers max are you if the Sixers from... max Ben Simmons, bro, they're stupid. Yeah, they're I, don't lie. I, I will honestly really let him walk if he wants a max. Uh, yeah, you're, you 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 can't uh, shoot I, a jump shot and you want a max. Deal. And he's gonna be eligible for a. Uh, he's gonna be eligible for like a super a super type of max. Deal bro, I'm not giving him a made, dime. He's made an all star team in all NBA. They want to redo the contract. I said the lowest was like one point, the lowest was 168 million. I think the highest was like 212. Yeah, yeah that would be that would be too many. 12. I get my hundred, I get my hundred million out of like four years. I give you that, but you think you about like, to get over 200 million and you can't shoot a jumper? Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> walk sound. <laughs> I, I think when it comes to Tobias Harris, I think we're forgetting that. Last year, he was basically the fourth option uh, with because Jimmy Butler had to get his touches. Now, I think with them having him as the third option, if Ben Simmons, I mean, second, he's the second option now. Well, yeah, yeah offens- uh, offensively, yeah, he's he's uh, the second option. Obviously, Ben Simmons, like, take get a jumper, lo- learn which hand to shoot with, and I think the Sixers are the favorite in the East. I love the Bucks. I love Giannis, but if Ben Simmons can go ahead and just have. Uh, like be decent, not even be good, just be serviceable. Like pe- somebody has to come out to you at like the he's wing not, or three point line. He's not even. He's not even John Wall from the three. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like just, just, just have something. And I think the Sixers are going to be the favorite. I like the Al Horford deal too. Uh, a lot of people don't like him, but I think Al Horford defensively is underrated. He can help space the floor out. Uh, can shoot the three, can shoot an elbow, uh, the elbow shot. So. I I liked obviously last year's team better, but Jimmy Butler, the only way he was coming back on a max, not giving Jimmy Butler a max. So they got two, uh, brought back Tobias and got a pretty good player in uh, Al Horford. And Al Horford was the only person really in the East to give Joel Embiid troubles uh, when they were battling back and forth. And now that he got him on his team, so Embiid Embiid can go ahead and work. I just really think they're stuck. Like they're stuck now. They had all these assets and picks and players they could have moved around and did not like they're stuck. Like this is their team. Well, I I think they know that they have this year and pro- this year and probably next year to go after it really, because they're not winning this year or next year. I guess that you can put that on my life. I mean, yeah, they're, right they're not winning, but in their their mindset is the league right now is wide is wide open and they're gonna go all in for it. They're not gonna go and spend it on uh on like quality players to like fill out a roster. They're trying to get as many like good all star potential type of players, and that's what they're doing with. Uh, Tobias Jimmy because they weren't getting like the top tier free agent, so they got that they got that next level and ch- to try to win the championship. I just feel like they did. I, I don't. I see what you guys think, but I'm a I'm a Jimmy fan. I'm a. I, I really think they should have got him. They should have brought him back. But hey, it is what it is. He's with the Heat now, so yeah, it's whew, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun next season, man. A the fun. Heat, the Heat might not make the playoffs, but the Heat the Heat are good. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, they're, 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 Bradley Bill to the Heat. We're, we're not starting all like that. Uh, the Wizards. Wizards killing you, Bad said Bradley Bill for Goran Dragic, man. I don't know. This is this has been a, a fun podcast. I, we're gonna come back because we we still got to do a Kawhi pod. Uh, and you got Gerald Green and Daniel House, uh, t- the team, <laughs> the squad coming back. Hey man, hey man, hey. Gerald Green can hit the three. Daniel House, he can hit the, hit the three, three, but he ain't show up in the playoffs. He was blown. <laughs> but he can hit the three. But, you know, we got to do something about Capella. I ain't really feeling him. <laughs> Yeah. You don't want to get. I don't. See, I, don't, I mean, I get. Bro, trade Capella bro, and get though. and just bring Javale McGee, bro. Tell me, tell me what McGee can't. What they, bro, they can do the same. Javale McGee, McGee, McGee can, can hold him basketball. Thing. At least yeah. Javale McGee can hold him basketball too. Every time Capella like, touched the ball, it was a turnover. Bro, he's goofy, bro. It, and it. somebody like you know, he's young, can run up and down the floor, but bro, we signed up for like hundred million. But, like, but this is what happens though. This is, I feel the same way you feel, but this is what happens when you have. Dominant playmaker point guards like example like Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, you you did nobody even know who DeAndre Jordan was before Chris Paul <laughs> went over there and started throwing he, some of these alleys. And all of a sudden he's an all star. Like even when he got picked for all star, yeah, I think it was like what 2014, 13. I knew that that was no damn all star. Come on now, <laughs> really? Like, like some, some of these players, well, I make the all star team just because they have MVP players around them and the team success, like. That's just really what it is. Yeah. 
So we, we I'm we, not we, saying Capella. Uh, I still think he's bad though, but he's not getting. He's like, I'm not like I said. He's not nah, getting. He's back. not a hundred. No, nah, he's not a hundred mil. Um, we 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 talked about Brogdon leaving. We wanted him to stay with the Bucks, but I want to know what this means for the Pacers real quick before we get out of here. The Pacers now are are building a nice little roster. Now you have a one-two punch with uh, Brogdon Oladipo. Do you think the Pacers? Now, obviously, I don't think they're NBA championship ready or even try to get to championship. But do you think that they can make a potential Eastern Conference Finals, a second round? Oh yeah. What, what, what do you, They'll be there. What do you think the Pacers are, are looking like next year, Ant? The... If Oladipo can come back hundred <laughs> percent, hold up, they'll Sorry. be in the Eastern Conference. Bobby Porter's two-year deal, thirty-one million with the Knicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, you, you guys, you see that shit earlier? They signed Taj Gibson, too. Taj Gibson. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold up. They signed, no, you got... they signed the same position three times. Taj Gibson, <laughs> Julius Randle, and Bobby Portis. Three oh, power forwards. You signed three, four. <laughs> three, I, I, three, I, three. Man, I'm waiting. Look, dog. I was going to wake up early. They're going to do something, but I'm waking up. Actually, I can't wait for free. This got to be loud. I can't watch this on YouTube. I got to see this. this I got to see Stephen A. Stephen A is about <laughs> I got to see him. He's going to be like Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Porter? Max about to be droning the whole damn. Oh, my no. God. Oh, my God. Bobby Porter. <laughs> Good night, folks. Man, night, that's, folks. that's crazy. <laughs> hey, finish up with um with Brogdon. Let's get through Brogdon real quick before we get out of here. Oh, yeah. Brogdon, <laughs> he's... Brogdon is going to be a great player, one-two punch for them. Uh, they also got Jeremy Lamb, who's going to be uh, – if he contributes like how he's supposed to be, I think he'll be in the running for a six-man of the year on that team because they're going to need his scoring off the bench. You still have Miles Turner. Uh, I really do like that team. Uh, I really do think they'll, they'll get to the Eastern Conference Finals um, because it, depending, it, it just all depends uh, how the seeding works. But you know, if they play the right teams, I do think they can get there. But that team is gonna be that team is gonna be hard to beat, especially when Oladipo comes back because Brogdon plays defense and he was a 50-40-90 guy yep. this past season. So, and they have Nate McMillan, so you know they're gonna be a scrappy team. So that team is gonna be real nice. What What, what do you think their uh, their like highest seed potential could be? Uh, third. Third in the East, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, they was they was that they was about they, they were four, they, they, they were four, they yeah. were four last year, yeah, without uh, yeah. without Oladipo, yeah, before, yeah, so they can get to that third. Are they the third best team in the conference? Probably not talent wise, but you know, in a regular season, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be playing, you know, good defense, they're not gonna care. About you know they're not because they're not going to be in the headlines and stuff like that. So they're just going to play basketball. So I think they can get to the third seed and get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they'll probably get beat bad by the Bucks in like five games. But they can get there. Michael, what were your thoughts on on Brogdon? Honestly, the Pacers they're doing a lot of the right things. First of all, getting Old Depot back is going to help them immensely. And not just to harp on it too much, but when you have a guy like that and you start building other guys with, uh, I guess, similar characteristics or guys that kind of, I guess you would say, mesh well together or you can think mesh well together on the court. I think Brogdon and Oladipo, if you start pairing them, if if that's my backcourt, like my backcourt pair, I think that's amazing. Like, just because, first of all, Depot is a great scorer and a great defender, but Malcolm Brogdon, 50-40-90 guy right there, like, what you're getting out of that, first of all, is decent production and well, good production. But you're also getting a person that has won individual awards. He's a rookie of the year. You're getting a guy that knows his way around the league. He has good basketball IQ. Just that and the third. The point is the Pacers can really do damage, not just in the East, but in the NBA. Uh, barring any injuries and stuff like that, I don't know about the finals. Maybe that's not even their outlook. But just a healthy season – or, excuse me, a healthy depot season and just a healthy season overall, you'll see – a really, really good Pacers team, and I agree with and They could possibly be up to third or fourth in the Eastern Conference. So I'm excited to see. It. I think it's a great fit. Yeah, uh, Rob. I mean, like like you guys said earlier, they was a third seed last year for most of the season without Victor Oladipo. So they played excellent team ball. 
get him back bottom 40-50-90 guy, like I said earlier. Great defense. Can contain, lock down the best player on the opposing team or best guard player on the opposing team. So, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals definitely had to depend upon matchups, but they always beat the Celtics last year. I mean, either they got swept. Every game was – Every game was close, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it, it wasn't like they just got blown out, got taken care of. Like, they didn't have the star. Yeah, they, they, just, they just have the two guys. Yep. So you add them two scores in there, it could it could possibly be fun. It could possibly definitely be fun. But second round, you said second round the highest. All right, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's going to be a, definitely a fun team. I agree. I think they're a three or four seed. Um, right now – we're looking at it. Uh, the, I think the Bucks are in their Eastern Conference Finals, and I think the Sixers are. So I'll, I'd probably say that I'll cap them at the second round. I'll cap yeah. them at the second round too. But uh, this this was this was a fun podcast. We had a lot of breaking news throughout it. Um, we'll definitely be back sometime this week whenever the Kawhi news breaks, so we can break that down. But uh, it's it's been a fun one for Mike, for Rob, for Prime. We will see you on the next episode. Peace. Go Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with Micah, Rob, and Prime. Man, we got a long episode today. I know we got a lot to talk about. Trades on trades on trades. 6 p.m., the NBA season started again, and that's where players could start uh, signing deals with teams and talking to teams officially, but we already know they've been talking for the past uh, week or so. Before we get into the trades that we've already seen, I want to go with probably besides Kevin Durant, the biggest name uh, in free agency, and that's Kawhi Leonard. He's been rumored to go to potentially be uh, go back to the Toronto Raptors, go to the Clippers, or go to the Lakers. So, Prime, I want to start with you. Where do you think that Kawhi is going to end up within these next couple of days? Uh, I honestly think he's going to end up with the Lakers, but I want him to re-sign back to the Raptors only because with KD going to the Nets, it balances the NBA. And for the first time in about four years, five years, we don't know who's actually going to win the title. I think the NBA is wide open. But with that saying, I do think he goes to the Lakers. Uh, they form a big three. They they can three-peat with, them, with just them three. It doesn't matter who else is on that team. Because the Clippers, yeah, they were talking about them for so long. But it doesn't really look appealing right now, especially if he goes there by himself. Patrick Beverly's a free agent. Um, who is your second best player? You have Lou Will and Gallinari. But, like, I don't really think that team is better than what the Raptors have. So, I'll just say the Lakers. Michael? Personally, I have to agree with what Prime just said. I would love Kawhi Leonard to go back to the Raptors just for the simple fact um, this parody, and we talked about it a lot, at least during the finals, at least that the parody is finally back in the league, and you're finally getting the even. I don't know if it's really ever been even, maybe like mid-2000s or maybe going, maybe 2010s before the, you know, the big three in uh, Miami got there, but East and West really being fair in a sense. Uh, no conference being too dominant. I kind of like how the stars are aligning. I like the fact that KD is uh, – assumedly he's going to leave the Warriors and go to the Nets. Kyrie is going there. But it's not necessarily a super team them doing that. Um, Kawhi did it his own way with the Raptors, and I feel like he keep doing it his own way with the Raptors. You got Giannis. Um, you got a retooled Sixers team who I didn't even think they could retool. You got – uh, shoot a retool heat team with Jimmy Butler. Like it's a, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of new pieces. Yeah, let's not put let's not put like, let's not put the heat in that. Let's not put the heat in that conversation. Where's our resident Pat Riley fan LQF? But regardless, bro, regardless, bro, the point stands that the parody is there and I just like the competition to be back in the East. Since it's been negatively um it's been to have you know they had a negative stigma for so long. I just love Seeing that, um, if I had to pick a team that it wouldn't be, I would probably go with the Lakers. It seems, I mean, it was either one of the LA teams, I guess, which you all kind of thought about. Is either going to be the Lakers or the Clippers? For a long time, we were hearing about the Clippers possibly being favorites for a lot of players, but I don't know. so far, it really hasn't 
landed like that. And right now, it just seems like the top dogs are doing what they got to do to get their guys. Um, if Kawhi gets to the Lakers, I, I mean, you know how that goes. Upon <laughs> Bron, AD, Kawhi, I don't know. You can't say that they're not NBA title favorites right there. I don't know how the odds are played out. I think the Lakers stayed at like a four to one chance, and everybody else is kind of up and down. But dog, if that happens, you know how that goes. It's probably gonna be Bron and six. Yeah, Big Rob. Uh, I mean, I really agree with the same thing. You know, Toronto has a great case to keep them. You know, once they have a meeting with them and talk to them about it, they did one and done, and they did it. So there's not much you can really say. But I, I only look at it as right now. I look at it as future. Like Anthony Davis, twenty-eight. You're twenty-eight. I mean, once LeBron leaves, you're still going to have a MVP All-Star caliber player on your team, and that's going to bring more free agents to the future. So and he he's from there. His family's there. LA's more marketing than he just signed up with New Balance. So, you know, marketing scenes and commercials and movies, et cetera, et cetera. So it'd be the smallest move for him. Yeah, uh, I agree. It makes sense. Um, I I kind of want Kawhi not to go back to Toronto just because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bronze stand. I want Bron to get a couple more chips in there. Uh, I think the conversation with MJ and Bron closes up and Bron can just get a couple more chips no matter how he gets it. Uh, it does – the league right now, the way that it's set up, if Kawhi does go back to Toronto, we literally do not know who's going to win what because the Denver Nuggets are a team that has a lot of star power. The Utah Jazz have picked up great pieces. The Lakers in the West. The Houston Rockets coming back. They can, they're bringing back their whole team basically, and they were 27 missed straight three – straight – Threes missed from making the NBA Finals two years ago. So yeah, yeah, had it this year too. Yeah, two straight years of collapses for for that kept yeah. the Rockets out of being in that prom spot. So you know, and then you look over to the east eastern side. You have uh, the Bucks that basically brought back everybody except for uh, Brogdon. Uh, you you have you have the Sixers. You have the Raptors if uh, he stays. You have the Nets. Obviously, they're not the same without KD. Yeah, and uh, the Celtics, if Kemba in that situation works out, that's also a pretty good team uh, there. So there's the, it, it makes for a great league. But I do believe that Kawhi is always wanting to go to L.A. When he first originally wanted to trade out of San Antonio, it was to try to go to the Lakers. They tried to make a trade uh, for him work there, and it didn't work. And it it's now his decision, and he can go ahead and pick. Um, I think he's going to take a couple of days here. But I think eventually we're going to get to Kawhi in L.A. But I want to get started and talk talk about the deals that have already gone down. We'll start with the biggest deal, of course. Uh, we'll lump all these four players together since they're going to the same team. Garrett Temple, DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant have all decided to sign with the New York Knicks, with KD and Kyrie taking a little bit less than the max to, get, um, to allow DeAndre Jordan to sign. Rob, I'll start with you here. What were your thoughts on this deal? When I first saw it, I'm just thinking, like, why did he come back? If he knew he was going to leave, if he really knew he I feel like he already knew. Like, just how KD is and the kind of person that he is, I feel like he already knew. So why did he come back and play? Why did he even try? Because none of the injury is affecting the whole team. And I don't know. Like, I don't really think. Even with Kyrie and what they added, they're not about to do nothing this year. They're not about He probably going to be out second round again with Brooklyn. But. They saved off money for him. They got DeAndre Jordan, Jeremiah, I love the bench. Still got Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Carlos Levert still there. Signed all the only rookie deal. So it's gonna be a pretty nice squad, man. Once Kenny come back, him against Giannis in the, in the East. Period. So I'm I'm loving it. And Garrett Temple's solid. He he's gonna bounce around a couple teams in the league, but he's a solid player. Your poor man's Evan Turner. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of already had a feeling because you're not making a big announcement just to go back to Golden State, so I already knew he wasn't going back there. Then, uh, once Kyrie signed there, it was pretty easy to guess for him to go to the Nets. Um, they'll be a good team, honestly. I'm one of those people, I don't really think Katie's gonna come back as. The player that he is right now, will he still be great? Yes. But I just think he won't be as good as he is. He'll be, like, maybe a little lesser 
uh, than what Paul George is, which Paul George is a great player. But I think Paul George could be better than K- KD only for the fact that Achilles injury is probably the worst injury you can have. But um, I really want to see how these personalities with KD and Kyrie, you know, they may be uh, best friends or really good friends, but they're both moody little girls. So we're really going really to see how it meshes. They're, they're both scores. Yeah, KD can play off the ball, but Kyrie, I don't know. I don't really think he can play off the ball. The ball nah, you want to hit, know. like, yeah. you know, KD left OKC because he wasn't getting the ball passed to him, especially in the clutch. He had Westbrook taking the shots. Kyrie's not going to pass him the ball, especially because Kyrie's a clutch player himself. Oh man! So it's gonna be, it's gonna be, Who it's gonna be, you know, exciting to see how those personalities mesh. But I still think Philly's better. I still think uh, the the Bucks are a little better, just a little it. notch. And then um, obviously, if if Kawhi stays in Toronto, you think they're obviously yeah, better. Yeah, Toronto's better. Kawhi stays, so they got a lot of work to do, and I think it's going to be kind of hard for KD to come to second year because I think Kyrie's going to go off this year. So we'll see. So before you go, Micah, I, I, we're doing we're doing this live, so uh, at yeah, around man. eleven o'clock, let it fly. Uh, we are looking right now that it's the Warriors are on the verge of acquiring. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Trevor Graham, Shabazz Napier from Brooklyn (laughs) League sources say. So the Warriors, uh, Katie doesn't leave him high and dry. He's going to sign and they're going to trade him. And you get D'Angelo Russell, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry now. (laughs) How do you lose Katie and Riesel in one second? I I think, honestly, with Katie tearing his Achilles, he – he actually like appreciated the Warriors. I know it doesn't make sense because like the medical staff, but to see like Bob Myers cry when Clay tore his ACL, he called him. He said that look like you're gonna we're gonna come back strong from this. I just don't think he was like you know what I'm I'm gonna decline my option and leave you. So both teams said you know what let's make it happen. So D'Angelo Russell now going to at least what it's reported right now probably going to uh, the Warriors and uh, Kevin Durant obviously we know is going to the. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. Um, nobody wanted Andrew Wiggins' nasty ass contract, so the Timberwolves <laughs> are stuck with that and will not be getting. Uh, <laughs> will not be getting. Um, Bro, that team is nice. You have Curry at the one, D'Lo at the two. You can slide Clay, Clay to the, the three. Draymond at the four. Bring back Boogie. Come yeah. on, man. Bro. <laughs> hey. They retooled. I mean, look, Lord. I mean, let's. I mean, the That's fact fair. of the fact, D'Angelo Russell's an all-star player. He's not the caliber of a KD or even a Kyrie Irving, but he's going to bring you 20-plus points, six assists. He's only getting better. Dude's only like 22, 23. So you're going to lock him up for the next four or five years? Yeah, it's better yeah. than having Alfonso McKinney there uh, in the NBA Finals playing important minutes. You have somebody that can actually get you a bucket. And the good thing about all this is – it gives Tom. It gives Clay time a little. Like it gives him time to recover for. for yeah, he doesn't because, have to rush like, back now. He doesn't yeah. have to rush back because you have another twenty-five. Because there's like a twenty-five point score. Like if he, well, I don't say twenty-five, a twenty-point score. But even that's better than ten points and in thirty minutes or something <laughs> like that. So that's good. It's kind of good and kind of just going into I guess that side because it's topical for the fact that we're talking about this. It's good that Katie is doing this for the Warriors. He kind of is doing this for the Warriors in a way, and. Yeah, because he uh, yeah. he could have left him high. And he could have yeah, he could have he could have left him hanging, bro, and it could have got real ugly. Like they could have been left with nothing, and the Warriors could have been struggling just to get to the playoffs next year. Now at least in this case they're a top five team in the West, no doubt about it. Again, just by adding another All Star, so that's good good for them. But onto the what the Nets or how the Nets are really going to do, I guess side of things. Um, it's really just it's two sides of this. If you believe KD comes back. 100% healthy, and you think he can coexist with Kyrie Irving on the superstar, superstar kind of, you know, relationship, if they can both kind of make it work, because they both had failures in that kind of, like, just, you know, them, it being two players or two main guys, them kind of relinquishing responsibilities of who's going to do what and when, who gets the last shot and what. If they find a way to hatch it all together and make it work, then this is a, a team that could possibly make it to the Conference finals, I won't say NBA finals yet, but a conference finals, no doubt. Um, 
the other side of this is if you're, let's say, let's say I'm James Dolan and I think, well, he's not going to come back. And you get, I would say, even less than PG, like Ansad. Let's say you get like 23 points a game, KD. That's not 30 points a game, KD. That's a big difference. If you get a KD that's a little bit timid, he's not exploding off the ball, he's not hitting his signature crossovers, his shots, his fadeaways, whatever, everything he does, then you're back to a point where it's Kyrie Irving's team. And personally, I don't think Kyrie Irving has any business leading an NBA team anywhere past the conference finals. At this point, um, he just doesn't have it in him, it seems like. Um, these are two guys that are really affected by social media, although they say they're not. These are guys that allow things to get into their head, I feel like, sometimes. And if they're not in a situation where Durant was a little more protected, I feel like, with the Warriors, but we saw Kyrie Irving get blasted, and he kind of he kind of turned himself into an enemy out in Boston. So I just – I want to see how the dynamics work. Um, DeAndre Jordan, I mean, that's cool they got them, too. He's probably going to – or if he hasn't already, he's probably going to go and jump ship there as well. That's cool and everything. Um, I don't see them being a finals team in the next year or two. Uh, it'd definitely be a project still just because, I mean, yes, the Nets were a great team last year as far as just finally getting back to that point. But that was also because they were a, a young core listening to a relatively younger or a new NBA coach, and they kind of rallied around that. Um, you have vets like Jared Dudley kind of just rallying around them, and it was a really young, exciting team. Now you're a young team with two stars. And that dynamic changes a little bit. So we're just going to see how it works. I don't think they're a finals team, but I do think this – we might get an NBA championship out of them if they really live up to what they can do. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. All right. All right. Hold up. Time out. Hey, does somebody have a TV on in the background or something? No. No. My TV's off. What the hell? I, I don't know. I keep, hearing, I keep hearing something in my ear, like a beeping or something. I don't know. Uh, bro. We good? All right, bet. I think – all right, it went away. I don't know. Maybe I was geeking. But, <laughs> all right. We'll pick up. <clears throat> all right, so moving on to the Bucks. Uh They re-signed Brooke Lopez and gave Chris Middleton uh, a contract. I don't know if it's a good one, but he definitely he definitely got paid. Um, right now it's like the highest deal uh, – the highest deal by ESPN Stats. And info, um, and the highest deal ever by a second round, a second round, uh, second round pick. And I want to start with you because I know I know your thoughts on uh, <laughs> on this deal and on Chris <laughs> Middleton. So I'll start with you. What, what were your thoughts on this deal? Man, that was retarded. Guy, <laughs> Chris, Mid- Chris Middleton, like, is probably what you would say. He's probably like the most average player in the NBA. Like he's just he's your definition of an average NBA player. He's good. He's a he does good a little bit of everything. Plays good defense. Will hit some shots. But especially what he showed me in in the Toronto series, I'm not giving him no 100 and whatever million. 78 million. Like that's he he disappeared. Hold up. Sorry to sorry to break it, but it's official. Golden State and Brooklyn have agreed on a sign and trade for D'Angelo Russell with a four year, 117 million dollar max contract. D'Angelo oh, Russell is officially a Golden State Warrior, man. That's crazy. Bro, now you got Clay coming. <laughs> so now the Warriors will make the playoffs because I didn't think they were before. Mm-hmm. But I they will. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, hey, D'Angelo Russell didn't play that well in the playoffs, though. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. In the 76ers. So, but you he, know, he but... was the number one, one option, though. He has. Yeah. He's with KD. Yes. But that but, that that's not a good defensive backcourt though. Not at all. So not at Iggy all. and Clay are gonna have to, and Jerry Mann pick up a gonna have to pick up a lot of the slack. But damn, <laughs> that's I mean, still don't, dog. why though. This one, like this one, I, I think like the, the Rockets is gonna get a little bit of room. <laughs> they get D'Angelo Russell is going to bait Chris Paul, bro. Like oh my god, <laughs> god damn. Oh well, man. Chris Middleton, all right. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I honestly think they would have been better off trying to go after Al Holford. And if you go after Al Holford, uh, bring back Brogdon, I like that team a lot better than what they have now. Um, uh, yeah, they have – then they ended up bringing George Hill back, um, Brooke Lopez, and his constant – and his history of foot injuries. He's on a four-year $52 million. 
I just don't really think it makes that sense. Uh, they could have went into the luxury tax if you would have got Brogdon, which I would have done because the NBA right now is wide open. You just have to go for it at this point. Like, if you want to win a championship, it don't matter how much luxury tax you're paying because NBA championships are worth it. So I didn't really like none of the deals. Like I said, I think they should have let Middleton walk um, and try to get Al Horford and bring back Brogdon and maybe bring back Brooke Lopez on a cheaper deal. But, you know, I ain't running the teams. 